Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I am your host, and today we are doing our full game preview and deep dive into this weekend's contest. The Buffs will be traveling east and north up to Minnesota. Of course, the second half of a home-and-home series that was started last year when the Gophers traveled to Folsom Field. Before we get into it, I should mention that we are sponsored by the American Raptors. Uh, the American Raptors are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team, featuring athletes that have competed at the highest levels of football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and more. Hit up AmericanRaptors.com to get your free ticket for their games at Infinity Park today. Or if going to the game is not your thing, head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. All games will be streamed live on that website. Check out those guys at American Raptors. Shout out to our weekly DMVR rugby podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that one. Shout out to Colton there. Alrighty, guys. Uh, today, as I mentioned, we're getting into the Minnesota deep dive here. We'll talk about their coaching staff, their offense, players to watch for on offense and defense, and what the Buffs can try to do to neutralize this team, a team that showed, I don't want to say dominance, but they put the buffs away pretty handedly last year. We'll start there, I guess, by recapping last year's game. Of course, it was a 30 to nothing final score, and this game happened the week after. It was a letdown, honestly, when uh, the buffs played the Aggies from Texas A&M at Folsom, also losing 10 to 7. The very next week, Minnesota comes in and basically takes... Colorado's lunch and whatever else they wanted winning 30 to nothing I mean this is a game it wasn't really that bad as the score would suggest at least early on this game was 13 to nothing at halftime the buffs very much in it and honestly just very similar to what we've seen the past two weeks in this season for the buffs Uh, they're in it early on they're struggling offensively and then eventually the offense's inability to score points and mount drives becomes the Achilles heel for the team and the defense eventually gives out as the Buffs allowed 17 second half points in last year's matchup. Uh, looking a little bit tougher this year, Minnesota is getting some players back and of course the Buffs will be on the road. We're going to start the preview here with PJ Fleck entering year six as head coach at Minnesota. He's composed a 37-23 and 23 record has had a winning season in each season besides his first year and the COVID-shortened season. He went 5-7 and seven in 2017, 3-4 and four in 2020, 
He made a bowl in every single other year, 2018, 2019, and 2021, including a big win over Auburn in 2021 in the Outback Bowl. Uh, He's an experienced head coach, of course, going back to Western Michigan, where he really turned that program around 1-11 in his first year, then two 8-5 seasons, followed by the 13-1 season with a loss in the Cotton Bowl. That is what got him hired at Minnesota. He's kind of, I mean, he's fitting fairly well into the Big Ten. Uh, He's really had Tanner Morgan, one quarterback this entire time. One of the big storylines of this week, though, is that offensive coordinator for both sides. Mike Sanford was fired in Minnesota last season. P.J. Fleck brought in Kirk Sorocha to replace him after spending 2021 as an offensive analyst in West Virginia. He was also the offensive offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Penn State in 2020. He has a relationship with P.J. Fleck going back to 2013. Uh, The two coached together at Western Michigan. Sorocha followed Fleck to Minnesota and became the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for a few seasons before leaving the Penn State and then later returning. Joe Rossi is a defensive coordinator. He's been a defensive coordinator since 2019 for the Golden Gophers. He joined Minnesota from Rutgers in 2019. Uh, So this is a very experienced staff on both sides of the ball. They haven't, I mean, they have to replace Mike Sanford, but you're getting a guy back who's familiar with Fleck and Tanner Morgan, which could be pretty big. Uh, last year, Minnesota went 9-4, and including a 30-0 win over the Buffs that we talked about. Losses came against Ohio State in the season opener. Bowling Green, Illinois, and Iowa, they had an upset win over Wisconsin in the final week of the season. I brought up those losses for a reason, though. I mean, there's a lot of, I guess, pessimism uh, amongst Buffs fans right now and just the vibes that are being given off in the fan base and those around the team. Not particularly great. Uh, The team itself this week seems pretty upbeat, but as we've all seen on the field the past couple weeks, there's not much for fans or anyone else associated with the Buffs to be very excited about. We'll see if they can prove us wrong this weekend. But this is a team, as I mentioned, they beat Bowling Green, they beat Illinois. These aren't teams, or they were beaten by Bowling Green and Illinois. These aren't teams that are world beaters, obviously. So it's entirely possible that Colorado has a chance in this football game. Of course, it's going to be a lot harder on the road this this year. Um, but this is a team, you know, the 28-point line and everything, it makes this team look a lot more beefier and just better than they actually are. Uh, there's no reason to believe that Colorado can finish within this spread. So a little bit of optimism there. Before we get into the offense, I want to talk about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. They have a birthday coming up, 32 years young, and we'll be celebrating throwing a weekend-long Hootenanny October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. Come kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, and games. National acts like Spin Doctors and local favorites Railroad Earth will be rocking out. Stay tuned to everything DNVR for Hoot and Annie giveaways leading up to the October 8th date. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artists lineup. Also, we are presented by DraftKings. The NFL's opening week was action-packed and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Do you want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. 
It's simple. The Sunday bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That includes if you got in on the Chargers last night. Uh, they were plus money on the money line. They were leading 10 nothing early on in that contest. They eventually lose. If you took advantage of this offer, you still would have gotten paid out that money line total. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We are 2-0 on picks of the week given out during these DraftKings reads. Uh, We had Max Verstappen a couple weeks ago. We took the Chiefs last week. This week, I think we're going to go to college football, and you know what? We're taking the buffs this week. That's right. We're taking the buffs plus 28 points to cover that spread for our DraftKings pick of the week. Shout out to those guys, and let's get back to our preview. Uh, As I mentioned, this is a team led by Tanner Morgan. He's the six-year starting quarterback for the Gophers after a phenomenal 2019 season where Fleck and Tanner Morgan led the Gophers to 11 wins. It hasn't been that great for them since. Uh, So far this year, Tanner Morgan, not very impressive. A solid game against New Mexico State in the first game of the season. And then they played Western Illinois last week. Against Western Illinois, Morgan's numbers did look a bit better. Uh, but again, this is an FCS team. We're not gonna we're gonna pump the brakes there on that one. Uh, going back to last year, though, Tanner Morgan's stats. I mean, I guess pedestrian is a is a generous way to describe them. Uh, he just really hasn't matched anything close to that 2019 season. Last year, Tanner Morgan completed 59% of his passes, barely threw for 2,000 yards, throwing for 2,044 yards on the season. 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He played all 13 games. In 2020, during the COVID-shortened season, uh, 57% completion, 1,300 yards, 7 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Just a far cry from that 2019 year when he had Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. He threw for 3,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions that year. I would be very surprised if we get that 2019 quarterback this weekend when the Buffs make the trip to Minnesota. Also, Minnesota has a stable of backs that are going to be a cause for concern. Um, In last week's game, Mohamed Ibrahim, the lead back for the Gophers, ran for 23 carries, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Backup running back, or I guess the 1B to Ibrahim's 1A. Trey Potts, 10 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Both played fairly well against New Mexico State in the first game of the season, too. Both coming off some injuries from last year. Mohamed Ibrahim injured in the season opener against Ohio State after he already ran for like 30 carries, 160 yards, and a couple tuds. Uh, Potts comes in and starts producing at a high level just the very next week. He had a very impressive game against Miami of Ohio last year. Uh, He only played about four or five games last season before he also suffered a season-ending injury. In that amount of time, though, so four games after that opening Ohio State game for Potts, he managed to rush for uh, 500 yards, six touchdowns. He was looking great. He's actually fairly similar to Ibrahim uh, in terms of play style and size. So both are very complementary to each other and can do similar things. It's going to be a huge 
you know, thing to handle for Colorado, no matter which back is in. How can you stop these guys? Can the front seven show up in ways that they showed up in the first half, the first two weeks? Or are we going to see the defense from the second half in this one? To be seen on the outside, this team is led by veterans, veteran receiver and Chris Ottman Bell. Ottman Bell has played with uh, Tanner Morgan going back to their freshman season in 2018. He was overshadowed in that 2019 season when the Gophers had Bateman and Tyler Johnson. He still put up respectable numbers then, just under 400 yards, receiving five touchdowns. Had a down year in 2020. I guess everyone had a down year. He played pretty nicely last year, ended up leading the Gophers in receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns with 36 catches, 506 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, so far, he hasn't been able to get into the end zone, only has eight receptions and 156 yards on the season so far, but he will be their best target on the outside. And real quick, I mean, we saw what this secondary, how, uh, I mean, they have been playing pretty well. I don't want to say they've been playing good. I, I think if you asked anyone associated with that defense, they would all say they've been playing fine, but they would probably all share the same sentiment that they could be playing better. Uh, but the secondary, going back to week one, they played fairly well against TCU. They did let up some plays in the second half as the levees kind of broke. But held Quentin Johnston to respectable numbers in terms of catches and yardage. We'll see if they can carry that over. Chris Ottman Bell is not as talented as Quentin Johnston was. Regardless, this is a re- receiver that is a veteran. He's been around. He's played a lot of football. Um, so he could be a potential mismatch for some of the younger players in the buff secondary. This offensive line did lose some starters from this year compared to last. The big name loss being Daniel Falele, uh, the massive left tackle was drafted by the Ravens. They also lost Sam Schluter, Connor Olson, and Blaze Andres. Um, their only returning starter on the offensive line is going to be John Michael Schmitz. So while there is an opportunity to kind of take advantage of some younger players for this front seven, um, the Gophers do return their starting center. We'll see if they're able to fill in. But as we get, we'll get to at the end of the podcast where these where the Buffs can take advantage of them. The offensive line, circle that one. We will come back around. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. This is a team that, I mean, they're very experienced on both sides. So you lost Boy Mafe who was their leading sack man last year with seven sacks. He had 10 tackles for loss. He, of course, was the 40th overall pick in April's draft. Uh, Actually picked using the Broncos pick, or I should say formerly the Broncos pick. That pick, of course, belongs to Seattle now, as well as a few other of the Broncos next year. Regardless, defensively, the guys you need to watch out for. One, Thomas Rush. This guy has played a lot of football. Also, he is a fifth-year senior for the Gophers. Didn't really do too much up until 2021. I guess kind of some position changes. He's listed as linebacker defensive line. He does play on the edge now. Last year, he was able to be a full-time starter for the Gophers. He racked up 31 total tackles, 7.5 tackles for loss, and and 5.5 sacks. He did have one pass breakup also. Funny enough, Thomas Rush did have his best game for the Gophers last year against CU, where he had two sacks, his highest total from 2021. Uh, Boye Mafe, if if you didn't know about Boye Mafe as a player, 
He was very raw. He was someone who had blatant physical traits, the get-off, just the physical ability, uh, you know, playing against tackles in terms of that nastiness and also the finesse. His quickness and power are what got him drafted. He wasn't by any means a finished product, though, which is why Colorado sort of handled him last year. Thomas Rush as a prospect, not quite as clean, though, or physically impressive. Regardless, this is an experienced football player that should be able to at least make some plays. Uh, we'll see if the Buffs can kind of limit him and his opportunities. In the defensive back, this team returns their star safety, Tyler Nubbin. Tyler has been starting at safety for the Gophers since 2019. Uh, that is the year where Antoine Winfield Jr. was drafted by the Buccaneers in April's draft. Nubbin comes in and replacing some huge shoes, of course, with Winfield Jr. He was a spectacular player for the Gophers. Nubbin is a great player in his own right, just not quite on that level. Uh, he's been building up, though. As a freshman, he wasn't super impressive, only played a handful of games. In 2020, he comes in, uh, he plays all seven games for the Gophers, has one interception, 41 total tackles, and a forced fumble. Uh, but last year, he actually showed up and it got better as the year went on, having his best game in the guaranteed rate bowl against West Virginia. Tyler Nubbin was actually named the MVP of that game. Last season, he finished with 52 total tackles, one sack, three interceptions, two pass breakups. Uh, this is a good football player that will be all over the field, though, for the Gophers. Uh, he's going to be a guy that just both quarterbacks are going to need to watch out for. I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Durrell and Mike Sanford are all up in the quarterback's face and ears this week in preparation for Minnesota, telling those guys to keep an eye out for number 27, always making sure that they know where Tyler Nubbin is and that they are not allowing him to sneak up on them in blitzes or in coverage. Um, he's going to be moving around quite a bit. We'll see just how much of a factor he is able to play. Other than that, this defense does return Mariano Sori Marin at linebacker. He was one of their leading tacklers last year. Uh, their leading tackler, Jack Gibbons at linebacker, moved on. He was a senior last year. He had 92 tackles. Um, but regardless, Mariano Sori Marin had 85 tackles last year, five tackles for a loss. He did also have an interception, three passes defense, and two forced fumbles. That about does it for the deep dive into Minnesota and what can we expect or what players we should expect to make some plays for them. As we're moving towards putting a bow on today's show, first I want to talk about Green Mountain Dental. They've been a supporter of DMVR since the very beginning and have had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood. Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry, like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth and everything in between. They have a few offers I want to tell you about. One, tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. Two, if you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, that's a $350 value, with a new patient cleaning, exam, and x-rays. And finally, for all the hygienists out there, Green Mountain Dental is hiring. Full and part-time positions are available they're willing to work with your schedule as well as offering a great benefits package with healthcare and PTO. To make an appointment or find out more information, check out their website at Green Mountain Dental, 
buffsgroup.com today. Now, let's talk about how the buffs can handle this team, though. We'll start on the defensive side, which is where the buffs are their strongest. As I mentioned, in last year's game, this is a team that wasn't that much better than the buffs. It was just inability to mount drives on offense. Um, Brendan Lewis really did not play great in that matchup. And the running game was unable to get going reliably for the buffs. And so, as we talked about in the TCU game and the Air Force game, the buffs are in this game, and they're in this game fairly late. It's just that it all just comes crashing down at the end. Uh, the defense just can't prop the team up very much longer. In last year's game, the buffs, only, they had minus 19 rushing yards. They really couldn't mount any type of ground game. Um, but stopping Minnesota's ground game is going to be the biggest area of importance. Uh, Mohamed Ibrahim did not play in this matchup last year, of course, but Potts did. 26 carries, 121 yards, and three touchdowns. Can this front seven and can this defense step up to hold Minnesota, I'd say, below even 200 rushing yards? Uh, you can't have 277 again. That's just how these games mount up and become unsurmounting for the Buffs is when you allow these teams to rush for that many yardage or that much yardage and just stay on the field and have these long drives. We saw it last week against Air Force. We saw it in the second half against TCU when the quarterback run game became, began to be more involved. The good news for the Buffs this weekend, though, Tanner Morgan, he's mobile. He can move around behind the line of scrimmage and extend some plays, but this isn't a guy that's going to gash you on the ground uh, like Daniels did last week or like Duggan did in t against the TCU game. This is a quarterback that's going to try and beat you from the pocket, and he's more than content to let the running backs handle the run game. Uh, we'll see if the front seven is able to match at least the first half hype from the past few games. You're going to need Terrence Lang, Naeem Rodman, some of those inside guys to step up. Uh, as I mentioned, this is a fairly new offensive line, so you really hope that your veteran front seven and those linebackers and Quinn Perry, Chandler Semedo, Robert Barnes are just reading fast and identifying their keys uh, rapidly so that they can penetrate into the backfield and get some tackles for a loss. I think that's a big area where the buffs can make their presence felt. If they're able to generate some tackles for a loss, they had six last year. Um, it's just that they couldn't consistently put those types of plays together to keep the Gophers offense off the field. Let's flip sides of the ball here. When the buffs are on offense, we already talked about Tyler Nubbin. We already talked about uh, Thomas Rush. This is also just a veteran football team on the defense. Uh, they're returning a lot of talent in the back seven of this defense. Uh, we talked about Mariano Sorry Morin at middle linebacker coming back. They also have Braylon Oliver returning at linebacker. Slot corners, Justice Harris and Bishop McDonald will be returning, as well as starters uh, Justin Wally and Terrell Smith. Uh, Ryan Stapp is a transfer that's coming in from Abilene Christian. Um, at safety, we already talked about Tyler Nubbin. They also have Jordan Howden at safety too. So a veteran for, uh, back seven, actually. Um, defensive tackle, they are going to have some guys to replace. And that's got to be where the Buffs take advantage in this game. We've talked about the running game for this team and how it's just so close. It's really close to being the calling card for this offense and being a reliable enough for this offense to just be ran through those guys, through those backs. Uh, maybe you get Brendan Lewis more involved in the run game, but the quarterback just has to be better. 
uh, whether it's JT or Brendan Lewis, they've got to throw for more than 100 yards. Shoot, I'd say more than 150 yards. I think you need to throw for at least 175. If you can get into 200 yards and just play complimentary football, uh, maybe you rush for 150 or so yards. That's a recipe for success for the Buffs. Turnovers have to be of the utmost importance too. Some sloppy, sloppy play last week in the rain against the Air Force. And the weather looks like it may actually be a factor again this weekend. So that is something to look out for. If these receivers can get going too, Carl Durrell mentioned RJ Sneed yesterday after practice and how he's kind of coming along. You could maybe say he's been disappointing to this point. But remember, this is a guy that was coming off an offseason injury. He's been working his way back. He wasn't really cleared to practice until the week before TCU prep. So he's still working back. He mentioned, or Carl Durrell mentioned, that he could be seeing an increased workload uh, this week. So maybe look out for RJ Sneed to make a few more plays than we've come to see so far. It'd be nice to see Daniel Arias get hit on another deep ball and just get in the end zone. This team's got to find the end zone at least two or three times on offense to stay in this game and have a chance of winning. In, ch- in terms of staying within the number, the 28 points, um, I think if you get somewhere 10 to 14 points, that could be good enough to stay within the number. Um, so we'll see exactly what works out here. It's going to be an interesting game. I do think it will be a lot closer than many are expecting. Uh, maybe the Buffs don't win, but this is a team that the Buffs should be able to hang with. And that's what I'm expecting tomorrow. We are doing a DMVR live watch along. It'll be me and RK watching the Buffs game tomorrow. Come stop by on YouTube at the DMVR channel. Uh, keep an eye on my Twitter feed at Jake DMVR. Keep an eye on the Buffs Twitter feed at DMVR underscore Buffs. That is where you will find all the information on what we are having going on tomorrow in terms of the watch along. That's where the podcast will be posted. We got a film room that went up today also. Tons of content on the site for you guys. And we will keep it moving next week as we kind of move into conference play and transition just into all Pac-12 all the time here, basically. Regardless, that's going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I haven't asked you this yet, but if you wouldn't mind, if you made it this far and you're listening, could you open up your iTunes podcast app? Could you open up your Spotify app? Leave us a five-star review. I haven't asked for that since I've been running this beat. It would be great to get some feedback. And if you guys have enjoyed this podcast or any of this year's coverage of Buffs football, uh, please let us know. And a five-star review is the best way to do that. Shout out to our members, to everyone in the Discord. I'll see some of you tomorrow at the bar for the game. For those that don't, please make sure to comment and get your thoughts in on postgame. We'll be back late on Saturday and then, of course, three shows next week. Till then, Sco Buffs.